Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and uh, thank you for joining us again. The focus of our program today is going to be Stan Getz, the great tenor saxophone player, probably best known in popular culture for his efforts with the bossa nova craze and some of the um, South American jazz uh, blends that came about in the 1960s. But before that, of course, he was uh, a stylist and a trailblazer as a tenor saxophone player. He was sort of a bebop player. Um, He was right on the edge of bebop and swing, and he had one foot in both camps. We're going to be listening to some of his earliest recordings uh, today. So before we do that, I always want to point out that we do have a sponsorship button. Uh, If you're listening on Anchor.fm, it's probably right on your screen. If uh, you're listening on one of the other fine platforms, Spotify or Apple, uh, you can find it pretty easily, I'm sure. And we're always looking for new sponsors. So we do hope you are enjoying these programs enough to uh, encourage us to continue them. And uh, continue them we shall. These are a lot of fun to do. So Stan Getz was born in 1927 in Philadelphia. He was raised in New York. He was actually a pretty good student, as it turns out. And uh, early on, he was introduced to music. He started playing saxophone as a, as a youth and uh, clarinet and some of the other doubles as well. But he featured himself primarily on tenor saxophone. And uh, he came to have quite a local reputation by the time he was an early teen. When he was 16, he went on the road with the Jack Teagarden Orchestra. And uh, because he was underage, Teagarden and had to actually uh, semi-adopt him and make him his ward uh, to be responsible for him on the road. Uh, How successful that was uh, is an open question. Uh, Gets, for the rest of his life, uh, struggled with all kinds of addictions uh, until he died in 1991. He was in and out of hospitals and uh, treatment facilities and so forth, and it was really a pretty significant uh, handicap to a lot of uh, his career plans. But anyway, after uh, playing with the Tea Garden Band for a while, he, uh, in short order, went with several other very notable big bands, uh, including Stan Kenton, Jimmy Dorsey, and Benny Goodman. And uh, these bands were all top-level bands uh, during this period. And so we're talking about 1944, 45, 46, that are about, young men uh, over the age of 18 were generally drafted into the service, and Getz, being a little bit too young for that, was able to take his place in a lot of these uh, fairly major bands. He recorded some solos with uh, different groups, uh, but several really fine ones with Benny Goodman, and we're going to hear a couple of them coming up in a few minutes. Getz was uh, recognized as an outstanding soloist while he was with all of these bands, and uh, he was given uh, several opportunities to record small group jazz, sort of in the bebop idiom, uh, late swing bebop idiom. He started making recordings, um, jazz recordings, for the Savoy label in 1946, and uh, three of the sessions we're going to listen to today are all for Savoy Records, and I've played many Savoy recordings uh, in the past on this podcast. Savoy, of course, was one of the small jazz labels that sort of sprung to life in about 1944-45 in the wake of the uh, recording ban that the American Federation of Musicians had instituted in 1942, um, with the larger companies, Victor and Columbia and then capital uh, sort of holding out uh, some of these smaller companies that uh, in some cases were just invented out of whole cloth uh, came to uh, agreements with the union and were allowed to make recordings before the major ones came back. So the, there was a vacuum of, of uh, commercial possibilities there. So it was good for the small groups. The small company Savoy started out kind of as a Dixieland label. It 
uh, had uh, a number of early jazz musicians and New Orleans jazz musicians recording for it. It uh, branched out a little bit later into rhythm and blues and early rock and roll, but it was known or is known historically as one of the great uh, incubators for bebop and the early bebop musicians. Charlie Parker made some of his earliest sessions for Savoy and... um, Lots of other musicians did as well. Dexter Gordon, Brew Moore, Alan Eager, Gil Fuller, uh, and, of course, Stan Getz. And the first session we're going to hear comes from December 14th of 1945. This is when Getz was still with Benny Goodman, and the leader of this group is another featured player with Benny Goodman, uh, trombonist Kai Winding. And uh, the nickname of the group is Kai Winding's New Jazz Group, or Kai's Cats, depending on the issue. So it was the two of them, Kai on trombone and Getz on tenor sax, along with Shorty Rogers on trumpet, Shorty Allen on piano, Iggy Shavak on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums. Kind of a mixed group in terms of stylistic possibilities there. But we'll hear some uh, really fine jazz, most of which, in fact, I think three of the four were composed by the trombone player, Winding. And the first one is called Sweet Miss. We're going to follow that with Loaded, Grab Your Axe Max, and the Irving Berlin Standard Always, which here is taken as a foxtrot rather than a waltz. So those are the first uh, four tunes we're going to hear. Then we're going to go to a contemporary tune, a Benny Goodman uh, recording of a tune called Rattle and Roll. And uh, this uh, features his full band, of course, and uh, will feature a very early Stan Getz uh, tune, uh, excuse me, Stan Getz solo as well. This was done only a few days after the winding selection. This was from December 19th of 1945. Both of these were recorded in New York. The Goodman side was for Columbia. This was shortly before the band left for the West Coast and did a whole uh, series, short series, but a very good one uh, for the Armed Forces Radio Service, which we may be featuring in a later podcast. So those are our tunes for our first set with the Kai Winding Band, uh, Sweet Miss, Loaded, Grab Your Axe Max and Always, followed by the Benny Goodman Orchestra's version of Rattle and Roll. Thank you. 
So that was Stan Getz in his earliest days, and we get a sense of the sound that he was developing at that point. So we started out with Kai Winding, Winding and his Cats, Kai's Cats, or the New Jazz Group, if you prefer, recorded for Savoy Records December 14, 1945. We started out with a tune called Sweet Miss, which was a Winding composition, um, featured him along with Shorty Rogers on trumpet, Stan Getz on tenor, Shorty Allen on piano, Iggy Shavak on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums. From there, we went to a tune called Loaded, and I had initially said that this was by Kai Winding. It was not. It was by uh, Bernie Miller, who was uh, later known for the, as the composer of Bernie's Tune, and a couple of other ones as well. So he was becoming a, uh, a presence on the jazz scene at this point. Following that, we went to Grab Your Axe Max, a winding tune. This was based on I Got Rhythm, a little bit unusual in that it was a fairly slow tune. Usually the I Got Rhythm variants were all pretty quick, uh, but this one was much more groovy, and we heard all of the principles there as well. We finished up that session with a, a kind of a neat little arrangement featuring Getz and Wending uh, on the Irving Berlin Waltz Always, which uh, had originally been composed, believe it or not, for the Marx Brothers show, The Coconuts. And uh, the Marx Brothers, being what they were, weren't terribly interested in having love ballads and waltzes in the midst of their shows. And uh, it was removed either by uh, the producers, by Berlin, or Consensus. And uh, it sat on the shelf for a while before it became a popular tune. Here, the winding group does it as a foxtrot with a very unique introduction and ending voiced for the uh, horns in that case. So a very, very effective jazz performance. Then we finished up with a big band performance of a tune called Rattle and Roll. And this was um, uh, a tune that was done by the Benny Goodman Orchestra four days after the winding uh, recording that we just heard, December 19th of 1945. Uh, it was a tune that was, uh, as I said, uh, done by the Benny Goodman Orchestra. It was a, a composition by Goodman, Count Basie, and Buck Clayton. And I believe it was Clayton probably who did the arrangement of this tune. It's not credited on the album liner notes that I have. And this band uh, featured some very fine soloists. Of course, this was uh, right at the end of the war, right after uh, the end of the war, I should say. So this was a band that had been in kind of flux with uh, people going into and out of the army and, and so forth. But we heard on this recording Mel Powell on piano, uh, he had actually just come back to the Benny Goodman Band. He had uh, played with Glenn Miller's Air Force Band, Army Air Force Band, over in Europe and done some arrangements and playing for them. We heard Billy Butterfield on trumpet. We heard a trombone solo, I believe, was by Kai Wending. He was uh, in the band at the time. Of course, Stan Getz was on tenor sax, playing uh, with a sound that really was beginning to get towards that airy, feathery sound that he used later in his career. And um, who else did we have in there? I think that was it. Well, of course, Benny Goodman himself and some very fine clarinet playing. So that was Rattle and Roll. I should also point out that for this particular recording date, and we're going to hear one more tune from that uh, to lead off the next set, uh, had a young Buddy Rich sitting in on drums. Buddy Rich was never a regular member of the Goodman Band, at least not for long periods of time, probably just as well. Uh, but he really lends some, some great rhythm uh, feel to this performance. 
So we're going to, uh, as I said, continue with that session. We're going to do a tune that's called Lucky. You're right, I'm wrong. This is a recording uh, that was uh, made of this tune that had been composed, or at least in part, by Benny Goodman and Edgar Sampson, who composed things like Don't Be That Way, Stomp Into Savoy. Uh, but it was arranged by Eddie Sauter, who was one of the great big band arrangers. He sort of came in towards the end of the big band period and uh, created some unbelievably complicated and, and, and very uh, sophisticated sophisticated scores. He had done quite a bit of work for the Red Norvo Orchestra, and we've heard a little bit of that in the past on programs, uh, and he was later to go with the um, uh, Eddie Sauter and Ray McKinley band, Ray McKinley being the drummer of the uh, Glenn Miller band in uh, the Air Force, and uh, they founded a band that uh, had a little bit of success at the end of the 40s and had uh, some very fine recordings as well. So we're going to hear, as I said, Lucky, You're Right, I'm Wrong, and uh, we'll hear Stan Getz and Benny Goodman, among others, on here. I'll tell you more about that later. Then we're going to go to Getz's first date as a leader. This was back to Savoy again, and this was in July, July 31st of 1946. He was no longer with the Goodman Band. He was about to go with the Woody Herman Band, where he'd become one of the celebrated Four Brothers saxophone section with Herbie Stewart and Al Cohn, um, uh, Zoot Sims, uh, and Serge Chaloff, and uh, they moved in and out uh, at different times. Of course, they had the hit recording of Four Brothers about a year later. So at this point in July of... Uh, uh, 1946, Stan Getz took a quartet into the Savoy Studios, made up of himself along with Hank Jones on piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Max Roach on drums. So this should, should be a familiar rhythm section, at least with Russell and Roach. Uh, they were regular members of the Charlie Parker uh, quintet at the time, or they had been and would be again. So uh, Getz sort of saw himself in a way as a bebopper, and the recordings that we're going to hear from this session uh, are not characteristic of what we think of as Stan Getz. They're very hard-driving recordings, and they utilize a sound that's pretty different from the one that we think of as the Stan Getz sound, as I said, that kind of light, feathery sound uh, that he became famous for later on. He had been greatly influenced by Lester Young uh, in his early days, and the, the Lester Young approach to jazz playing, as opposed to Coleman Hawkins' uh, approach. And uh, uh, many of the white players uh, who were from this style period, especially the Four Brothers, all sort of took their cue from Lester Young and, to a lesser extent, from Charlie Parker. On this recording date, though, we're going to hear gets sounding much more, not so much like Coleman Hawkins, but more like some of his contemporaries, like Sonny Rollins or um, even Dexter Gordon to a certain degree. And uh, we're going to be doing a podcast of the early Dexter Gordon recordings, many of which were on Savoy as well. So the tunes we're going to hear from this session, after we uh, have Lucky from the Benny Goodman Orchestra, we're going to hear Opus de Bop and the Angels Swing, Running Water, and the ballad, Don't Worry About Me, where we get a little more characteristic Stan Getz. So those are our five tunes for this set. Lucky, You're Right, I'm Wrong, with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, and then the Stan Getz Quartet doing Opus de Bop, and the Angels Swing, Running Water, and Don't Worry About Me. Thank you. 
have Stan Getz's first recording date under his own name. We uh, ended up with Don't Worry About Me. As I said, that's a little more characteristic sound-wise of what we can have come to expect from Stan Getz. Certainly it wasn't a slow ballad. It was a, a ballad of a song that he took at a kind of a medium lope in there. Um, that was preceded by a tune called Running Water, which was a contrafact based on the 1920s tune Running Wild. And before that, we heard And the Angels Swing, which had nothing to do with And the Angels Sing. Uh, a nice minor kind of... Uh, 
moody uh, dance tempo tune that uh, featured some good bop playing by the leader. And we started out that session with Opus de Bop, another uh, variant on I Got Rhythm, this time a faster one. As I said, that group, the Stan Getz Quartet, included Hank Jones on piano, then at the beginning of his career, Curly Russell on bass and Max Roach on drums. A good A-level bebop rhythm section, as the notes say. We started out that set with uh, Lucky, You're Right, I'm Wrong, an Edgar Sampson and Benny Goodman tune recorded by the Benny Goodman Orchestra in December of 1945. That featured Goodman on clarinet, of course, and Stan Getz in a... In a unusual tenor solo. Uh, Goodman always enjoyed having stylists in his band. He got tired of them if their behavior didn't come up to scratch, but he uh, loved having uh, inspiring musicians around him, and clearly he heard something he liked very much in Stan Getz. So Getz, as I said, went with the Woody Herman band uh, around the time that he made this quartet date in July of 1946, and he stayed with them for a couple of years and uh, then started a pretty serious descent into drug addiction and uh, occasional uh, crime as well. He spent time in prison, he uh, had marital issues, he um, had all kinds of problems, really from then till the end of his life in 1991. Um, he had uh, serious demons to face and a troubled home life, to say the least. But he certainly recorded frequently, and he made a decent enough living as a jazz musician, which is a hard thing to do. He had some very popular recordings, including, as I said, the Bossa Nova recording uh, of Girl from Ipanema, Antonio Carlos Jobam. And uh, he followed that up with some other recordings that uh, were not as popular, but were still keeping him in the public eye. He recorded with some rock bands as well. I think he recorded with Sting and uh, a couple of others. So we're going to hear one more session, and this is another Savoy session. This actually comes from towards the end of the uh, career of Savoy Records as a jazz record label. This was done in May of 1949, and uh, Getz here uh, has reunited uh, a couple of his four brothers' cohorts, Zoot Sims and Alcone. So we have three tenor saxes on this, uh, along with Earl Swope on trombone, Duke Jordan on piano, Jimmy Rainey on guitar, Mert Oliver on bass, and Charlie Perry on drums. And uh, these were done in New York, as I said, in May of 1949 for Savoy. Um, Savoy continued uh, to make recordings for another few years. They, as I said, went more into R&B and uh, um, early rock and roll. Their jazz um, uh, quotient uh, dropped off after the middle of 1949 or so, uh, but uh, they certainly had a good track record for having put jazz musicians and singers and uh, arrangers on their recording label for, oh, seven or eight years at that point. I guess not quite that much, five or six years. So the tunes that we're going to hear are not very well named, I have to say. I don't know. I think maybe the producer, Teddy Rigg, named these. Um, the first one is called Stan Gets Along. They had a penchant for punny names there at Savoy. Stan's Mood comes after that. Slow follows that, and then fast. So those are our four tunes. Stan gets along, Stan's mood, slow, and fast. And uh, these tunes were all pretty much um, composed, I believe, by uh, Alcone. And um, we're going to hear some of his arrangements as well uh, on here. Cone was known equally as an arranger and as a player. He was really an outstanding uh, saxophone player, but sometimes his arrangements and compositions overshadowed that a little bit. Although uh, Stan Getz's name is on the, the labels here as the leader of the band, uh, clearly it was run by Alcone. Uh, I think it was 
Getz, who said uh, in reference to Cohn and Zoot Sims, he said, the perfect saxophone would be my sound, Zoot's swing, and Al's ideas. And so if we combine them all here, we get a sense of that. So those are our four tunes. We'll tell you a little bit more about them when we get back. So Stan gets along. Stan's mood, slow, and fast. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Stan Getz in his early days. We started out uh, on this uh, particular recording, Stan Getz and his orchestra, I think it was called. It was really kind of a, can't even really call it a reunion of the four brothers because they had only just left Woody Herman's band, or Getz had at any rate, uh, right about this time. This was done in May of 1949 for Savoy Records. And we heard Stan Getz, Zoot Sims, and Al Cohn. And Al Cohn did most of the work uh, preparing for this session. All the tunes were his and the arrangements as well. And some of them are really quite interesting, given that the horn section he had to work with were three tenors and a trombone. Uh, and it doesn't sound low or, or, or muddy or anything. He was a very fine arranger. We started out with Stan Getz Along, which um, had as a solo order Stan Getz, uh, Earl Swope on trombone, Zoot Sims, Jimmy Rainey on guitar. He was also with the Herman Band, as was Earl Swope, for the, by the way. And then Cohn finishes up the uh, uh, solo sequence. Uh, Stan Getz kind of floats with his beat, and uh, Zoot Sims bounces. Al Cohn kind of drives or charges. So um, their rhythmic concepts were very different, as were their sounds. Uh, Zoot Sims had a very focused uh, sound. Al Cohn had a kind of a rough one, and uh, as we talked about, Getz had a, had a, had a very uh, airy, uh, feathery sound, so they can be uh, uh, distinguished in that way. We also heard Duke Jordan uh, on piano on that one, and Charlie Perry uh, was uh, the drummer, and Mert Oliver on bass. So following Stan Getz along, we heard Stan's Mood, which was a feature for Stan Getz with uh, the arranged backgrounds by Cones. And this uh, featured Getz at his best, his emerging ballad style there. 
Then we heard slow, which was not terribly slow, in fact, but uh, was slower than fast, which we finished up with. So slow uh, had the solos by Swope, uh, the trombone player, and then Getz, Sims, Rainey, and Cohn. And then Stan Getz uh, did a little coda there at the end of his solo. Then we finished up with Fast, which uh, altered the solo order a little bit. The tenors started out with Getz, then went to Cohn, and then went to Sims at the end of that, and they did some trades uh, as well. So some interesting um, arranging and playing as well. Again, this was right at the uh, nexus of swing and bebop. Most of these musicians uh, might have been considered bebop musicians at the time by the public, but uh, they really probably considered themselves swing musicians more than any, and their stylistic uh, roots were more in the swing era and Lester Young than in Charlie Parker, although they had all certainly uh, come up through the uh, early bebop uh, ranks and they knew how to uh, uh, solo and speak in that uh, dialect. So we hope you've enjoyed this show. Stan Getz and some of the early Stan Getz recordings from 1946 to 1949 under his own name and with Kai Winding and with Benny Goodman. Uh, you're listening to The Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs. Again, uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, we'd love to add some new members to the family, so hit that little button. Uh, we have lots of programs coming up. I'm trying to put at least one or two new ones a week uh, out, as well as uh, the radio shows I'm doing for WETF uh, in South Bend, Indiana. If you're interested, check out their program listing. I've been doing shows for them for about eight or nine months, this being December of 2020 when I'm recording this. Hopefully those will continue as well. So, thank you for your support, and uh, I'll see you on the other side.